Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. Welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm your host, Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, every day. Not some days, every day. I'm just excited about what God is doing in the midst of us. Another day. Today is Sunday and it's wonderful. Uh, to be able to be in a land that are living and to worship God for his greatness. You know, every day people go through different things and things that they go through, sometimes they can't seem to find which way to go. So tonight, I wanna talk to you about something the Lord has told us to do. And a lot of us really honestly don't do it. So the other night I was in bed and trying to go to sleep. And this song kept coming to me over and over and over and over and over. I'm steady trying to go to sleep. That I couldn't bow your head for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of the people under the sound of my voice, listen to this broadcast, or however they may be watching this broadcast, or listen to the podcast, <coughs> excuse me, today. I ask that you touch every liberal soul, break every yoke in their life, and meet the needs in their lives. Save, deliver, and make free. I bind the hands of the enemy on every hand and claim victory in their life in Jesus' name. Amen. And as I was saying, Amen. I was tossing and turning. Well, not really tossing turn. I was just tossing going back and forth. And as I kept hearing this song, I had to get up and write it down. And that song is Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross. That's the topic for today's message. Jesus Keep Me Near the cross. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people go to church. They go to church, they clap their hands, they rejoice, they go through all these motions. But they're not near the cross. They're far from the cross by their lifestyle and how they live. And that's one of the things that we need to understand that you really do have to be by the cross. Get your Bibles today and let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And let's talk about being near the cross. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Okay, here we go. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 said, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of God, on the right hand of the throne of God. I'll read it again. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. Looking 
unto Jesus, the author, and finish of our faith. You've got to understand that not your church you belong to, not the Pope, no religious leader, but Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is the author and finisher of your faith. If you accept the Christ as your personal Savior, he is the author and finisher of your faith. Did you hear what I said? He is the creator and finisher of your faith. Now listen to this. This, this is interesting. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured it for the joy, but he endured it. Despising the shame and is now and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. But listen to this. It says despising the shame of it. Ah, oh, y'all don't understand. Back in those days, it was a shame for somebody to be hung, uh, nailed up on the cross because they were considered to be a bad criminal. That's where the criminals went to the cross. A lot of people don't understand that. Most people that was crucified were criminals. They were criminals. They were bad guys, criminals. They wasn't good guys. They wasn't guys doing what was right. They were bad criminals. But Jesus, the son of the living God, because he cared and loved for us, before we even thought of it. He despised that shame. Amen. The scripture says in verse 2, looking unto Jesus, and other fit of our face, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of God. He accomplished his job. Beloved, we got to accomplish our job. Now I realize, and as the Lord keeps bringing it to my attention, some of you that listen to the podcast are in other countries outside of the United States. I want to encourage you to look to your author and finisher of your faith, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Walk before him to the best of your ability. That's why the topic of this message today, Jesus, keep me near the cross. That's what you got to do. If you're in a communist country seeking and listening to this broadcast, keep your eyes on Christ Jesus, your Redeemer, because he lives. Amen. Obtain your personal eternal life before God. And be encouraged. We're praying for your victory. So verse 12, chapter 12 of Hebrews and verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author, finish our faith, who for the joy that was set for him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of God. That was the thing about Christ Jesus. He despised the shame because the criminals went to the cross. A lot of people don't talk about it. Uh, criminals went to the cross. Unless somebody was framed. But generally criminals went to the cross. Because when I was growing up, I thought only uh, the, uh, uh, the, the cross was something new when Jesus went to it. 
Come to find out, they've been putting hanging nail of people on a cross. They just breaking their legs and all that good stuff. And they bucket was good. You have to follow that song. Jesus, keep me near the cross. It's true. Let's go to Luke chapter 14 and verse 27. Luke chapter 14 and verse 27. I always read from the King James Verse. In verse 27, it says, listen to this. This is for everybody, not some people. Not some of us, all of us. Luke chapter 14, verse 27 said, And whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let me read that one more time. Whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, what is he saying? Well, I go to church. Well, I don't do all the Bible saying. You know, I go to church. I do my, you know, I go occasionally. I put a couple of dollars in the plate. The Lord Jesus ain't talking to me. This is the Lord speaking. That's, that's not what he's saying. The Lord is making it very clear. And brother, all of us say self-planetary. And he said, whosoever doeth not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. You can't be a disciple of God, a disciple of Jesus Christ. If you're not going to pick up your cross and follow him with the cross of living right, the cross of having accepted Christ as your personal savior and the finished work on Calvary, you can't be his disciple. Amen. Now, this is not about church membership. This is not about wealth. This is not about position. This is not about job. This is about being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Draw me near to the cross. We want to be drawn near to the cross, but we got to do it God's way. We got to do it through God's word. We ain't doing it no other way, beloved. Don't deceive yourself. You're not going another way. The Bible says, if a man come another way, he's a thief and a robber, and no thief and robber enter into the kingdom of God. Oh! Don't thief, no robber shall enter into the kingdom of God. But the scripture makes it plain that whosoever doeth not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. You can say whatever you want. You can give the church or religious organization you go all you want. You can give them all your money. You can give them all your time. If you do not pick up your cross and follow Christ, you can't be his disciple. Amen. In many instances in the Bible, people were trying to mimic following God and they wouldn't pick up their cross. There's a story about a young man in the Bible that was rich. And he met Jesus. A lot of people met Jesus. That's the thing about this. A lot of people met Jesus but didn't walk with him. I'm even stop walking with him. But the thing is, the young man said, I've kept the Ten Commandments. I do this, I do that. And Jesus said, go sell all you have and give it to the poor. And that young man said, what? You want me to sell all my stuff and give it to the poor? Whoa, 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 Now, hold up. I'll do anything else to give all my money to the poor. 
Jesus said, if you want to follow me, I'll make you richer. Oh, whoa, 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 master. You want me to sell all my earthly possession and give it to poor people? What am I going to have? Pick up your cross and follow me and I'll show you. You'll have greater than you ever dreamed of. Young man, the Bible said, walked away sorrowful. He walked away sorrowful because he had great riches. <clears throat> and his riches were grave in his heart and his mind. He couldn't imagine it. And it's just like today in a lot of countries where a free country where you can buy stocks and bars and security and uh, Bitcoin and all that. And the Lord said, give up those coins and that stock and come and follow me. Distribute among those that need it. What? You want me to give up my stocks and securities? Whoa, 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 whoa. And the Lord said, I got something better for you. Follow me. You ain't got nothing better than stocks, Lord. Don't know, realize that he's talking to the living God who has all. And that's what messes people up. We have a form of godliness, but denying apparent the power thereof. We have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. The scripture says, pick up your cross. And follow me. Is what the scripture is saying here. It said, Whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me, can I be my disciple? That's what it's saying. Pick up that cross and follow him, but you can't be a disciple. Being a disciple of Christ is unique because you get so many benefits that other people will never get because they're not a disciple of Christ. Now, they have uh, organizations called Disciples of Christ. I'm not talking about that. Forget that. I come from the Tabernacle of Prayer of Jamaica, New York. Well, that's where I started out. And I'm pastor of the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated in the state of New York. But that's not making a fact. That's not going to change the fact that I must pick up my cross and follow Christ dealer. That doesn't change the fact that I have to pick up my cross and follow Christ daily. It does not change that fact. I could go, you could belong to Tabo Wabo Wabo Church. You could go to Holy Tabernacle Uber Church. You could go to the most famous preacher on earth church. It still ain't gonna change the fact that you must be born again. You must pick up your cross and follow Christ daily. That's a fact. This is something I try to simplify and amplify the fact that salvation is a personal thing wherein you must personally get involved in it. That's why Jesus said you got to pick up your own cross, not somebody else's cross. We spend so much time minding other people's business we can't mind our own. Ah, when I was younger, they used to say, you got six months to mind your business and six months to leave other people alone. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And verse 38. Listen to this. And he that taketh not his cross and follow after and follow it after me is not worthy of me. Ooh, that's heavy. It's I'll read it again. 
And it says, uh, Matthew 10, 38 says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. I don't care. I like that. I love that. No matter how much money you got, you ain't got nothing over a person that picked up that cross and followed the Lord. Amen. All you got is some paper that can vanish away. That could be spent up. But eternal life cannot be spent up. That's what I like about that. Praise God. This scripture here tells us something. We we go to church and religious assemblies and we shout and we sing about God and don't know him. The scripture tells us he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. You can go to church and sing all you want. You can get in the pulpit and preach to tomorrow. Make people cry. Make people come to the altar. But if you don't pick up your cross and follow me, preaching is a gift. Singing is a gift. The Bible said gifts and calling comes without repentance preachers. All you preachers all over the world that's listening to the broadcast, think about what the scripture says. It says gifts and calling comes without repentance. You don't have to repent to be a preacher or a singer. You do not. You don't have to, you don't have to repent. I'm going to tell you something. It would be better for a hangman to lose a hand around your neck than to mislead God's people. You better repent of your sins and get right with God. I never forget the story of the uh, 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 the, the preacher that was mixed up in witchcraft and sorcery. And he heard. I passed the preacher message. I passed the no, he was. He didn't know who he was. He preached a message about being saved and mixed up in witchcraft and getting saved. That preacher got saved by the time he got back home, his church caught a fire and burnt down. I actually met him years later. I met him later. He actually he actually testified to the story. I was shocked. I didn't know him. And you could see in the church that he was at now, it had some candles and stuff, but he was getting delivered. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, should not enter the kingdom of God. This is why I constantly tell people, gifts and calling comes without repentance. Many people sing gospel songs. Many people preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they don't know him. They haven't repented of their sins. They have not picked up their cross. It's a business. It's a business to make money. So a lot of these guys got these big ministries, and it's a business. They don't beg, they don't none kick Christ out of the church. They come up with the good, delicious words, eloquent words to make you feel good. One of the famous preachers here in America, he calls himself a cheerleader. God don't have no cheerleaders. God don't call cheerleaders to lead his people. He has never done that. God has never called no one to cheerlead his people. He's called his, he's called his servants to preach and teach to them and lead them, not cheerlead nobody. You want the chair to go to the school. They got a lot of girls running up and down with the pom-pom. Wah, 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 wah. Get the pom-pom. 
People get upset when I say, but it's a fact. Draw me nearer to the cross. Jesus, draw me nearer to the cross. There's something that has to take place. Something that has to take place. So the scripture said, he that taketh not his cross and followeth that, then he is not worthy of me. Let's move on to Luke 24. Luke chapter 24 and verse 18. And it reads as follows. And one of them, whose name was Cephas, answered and said unto him, Answering and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Hast thou not known the things that are to come to pass in these days? I'll read it again. I will read that again. Make sure that's the right verse. I'm going to read it again. I'm telling my, all right, uh, verses down, uh, what's that? That's 16. That's what it says, 24. Okay. All right. So, and one of one of them whose name was Clypas answered and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem that has not known the things that are come to pass there? Listen to this. Look at verse 19. And he said unto them, What things? And they said to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty of mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. The problem with verse 18 is they didn't know that was the Lord with them. They didn't know the Lord was with them. They had no clue. The verse says, look at the verse 18. Luke 24 and 18 says, And one of them, whose name was Clypas, answering and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and has not known the things which are come to pass in Jerusalem? Uh, come to pass in these days. And the Lord asked him, What you talking about? What thing? They still had no idea who he was. They still had no idea that Christ was an on the scene right there with them. Yeah, what things you talking about? They still didn't know. That song says, draw me near, uh, Jesus draw me near to the cross. All right, I'm going to try to give you a little bit. I hear a little. I want to get, I get a little excited with it. It says, Jesus keep me near the cross there's a precious fountain free to all a healing stream flows from calvary mountain the thing says from calvary mountain but listen to the, the word listen to the word it says Jesus keep me near the cross. 
Now listen to the next part. There's a precious fountain free to all. Now listen to this next part. A healing stream flows from Calvary Mountain. Now these guys already had walked and talked with Jesus, but these words didn't even touch their mind. They knew he had the healing venture. They knew he was a living waters while he walked on earth. Amen, amen, amen. But this song here, it wasn't registering. It wasn't registering. Jesus keep me near the cross. They had no idea it was the man that rose. I was with them. That's what's funny about this. They had no clue. That's why he said in verse 19, what things are you talking about? They had no idea. And that's what's going on today. People singing this song, Jesus. You know, there's about 20 versions of this song. And it goes, Jesus, keep me near the cross. Oh, that sounds beautiful. But the people singing it ain't nowhere near the cross. They don't know even know Jesus. I'm telling you. People sing about a God they don't know. The Bible say they that know God are known of him. That's the scripture, beloved. That's what the scripture say. They that know God are known of him. And they're saying, Jesus, keep me there. They sing the song. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There's a precious fountain. Free to all. A healing stream that flows from Calvary Mountain. But yet they still don't even know what Calvary Mountain was. Some people think it was somewhere in Jerusalem. But the scripture plainly declares, declares it was outside the city. I'm serious. Folks, stop singing these songs. When you don't know the man, get to know the man. So those songs can become living to you. Verse 19, he says, and he said unto them, what thing? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet and mighty indeed in the word and before God and all the people. They were all calling him a prophet and he was the son of the living God. They didn't even know. And we got people today, they run around talking about God that don't know him. They have no clue who the son of the living God is. They're singing that song, Jesus, keep me near the cross. Now, when I was being raised as a little boy, they used to sing that song in church. Jesus, keep me near the cross. But I remember they used to have like a competition of hookah singing each other in, in church. Bow your heads a minute. Let me pray for those watching TV broadcasts. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul watching this broadcast, wherever they may be. I ask that you save, deliver, and make free. I bind the hands of the enemy from hindering the people from receiving your word. I thank you right now for saving them. In Jesus' name, amen. Give your life to the Lord. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So they sing that song, Jesus keep me near the cross. There's a precious fountain free to all. A healing stream with flows from Calvary Mountain. And that's what they were singing. And I don't remember a soul in the church being saved, starting with the pastor, because the pastor was my godfather. In fact, he married a witch. 
a real one too. I'm not talking about one of these people call themselves a witch. When I used to go to their house, I was scared to death. But I already knew who she was, and I already knew what she was capable. I was a little boy. That's right. He was a real McCoy. He cut some deal with the devil. That's how they got. That's how they got married. He was a, a, a Methodist preacher. Can't play with God. Can't play with God. When he was up in age getting ready to die, he ran some number on me. One day I was at the church. He said, well, I knew somebody that I really preach the truth now. If you spend 50 years lying to people, they ain't going to listen to me. <laughs> I'm going to come in here to end it happy too. I came here and spoke about being filled with the Holy Ghost and being saved. So, you know what they told me? We were, they were supposed to have a revival, and I was supposed to do the revival. You know what them deacons told me? You ain't going to bring in no money. We don't want you here. They wasn't interested in being saved. They were listening to dollars, baby. They wasn't interested in a soul being saved. And I seen a picture that my mother had of the church, a member of the church. Oh, they had all the people. All them people died in their sins playing church, following my godfather. I'm serious. It's not a joke. But, but they will all stand before God and God will ask each one individually, why haven't you sought me for yourself? The pastor's responsible, yes. But you're also responsible for not seeking me for yourself. Y'all got those Bibles. Y'all can call on me. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Listen to this, beloved. Matthew chapter 24, 16, verse 24 says, then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, deny himself, and take up his cross and follow me. Whoa, that's heavy. Let me read it again. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, deny himself, and take up his cross and follow me. That goes for all preachers. They go for all teachers. They go for everybody naming the name of Christ. The Bible says that those that name the name of Christ apart from iniquity. That's the scripture. But we have to pick up our cross. I'm going to say it again. Let me read it one more time. Maybe y'all missed what I just said. Verse 24, and Jesus said unto them, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The topic of the message tonight is Jesus, keep me near the cross. Not right. Keep me. You shouldn't have to draw you to his cross. You need to stay there, right there, until God gets a job done in your life. Whether it's your job, 
whether it's your home, your business, you need to have Jesus keep you near that cross. Because anything in this day, anything in this day could go on. Like every time I do a service, the sirens are going up over here. I'm out for no reason. It's just funny. One day I was home a couple of years ago, sitting there working on my computer. I'm not kidding you. I heard every type of siren there is. And then finally, finally, after all the sirens stopped during the day, they had a British siren going through. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to drive me crazy. This sounds funny, <laughs> but it's true, it really happened. But in every aspect of your life, your marriage life, your children's life, your adult life, whatever you're dealing with, you have to ask the Lord to keep you near the cross, not draw you there. You don't need to be drawn. You need to be kept there so you can be protected. Amen. So God can protect you. But when you want to do shady stuff, you're going to move away from the cross. Amen. When you want to do shady stuff, you're going to make sure you move away from the cross. Think you hiding so God don't see you. He sees all, knows all, and tells all. That's the difference. That's the difference about the Lord. I'll, see, I'll look at the song again. Listen to the song again. Jesus, keep me the cross. You hear that? There's a precious fountain free to all. Now, why would you leave that fountain? Why would you leave a fountain that's free that you don't have to pay nothing? Okay, then it goes on to say, a healing stream flows from calvary mountain now it flows from where calvary mountain for cleansing for healing for deliverance why would you want to leave being kept near the cross Amen. why the bible said why call me lord lord and do not the things that i say do he said, call on me in the day of trouble, and I would deliver you. And Jesus answered and said unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up, pick up, take up. And follow him. Take up. Your cross of the life you have to live, not nobody else. Uh, yeah, some of y'all probably seen that commercial about uh, uh, the man with the, uh, uh, the they went to the uh, pastor and said, I'm not coming to church no more. Why? Because everybody's hypocrites. This one is doing that and that one doing the other. So the pastor said, here, go do me a favor. Go fill this cup up with water. And they went and filled up the cup of water, came back to the pastor and said, I need you to walk around the church with this cup of water and don't spill a drop. So the person holding the cup, walking around, keeping their eyes on the cup, they walked around the whole church and came back to the car, the pastor with the cup with the water and said, but that was kind of hard to do, pastor, to walk around without spilling. He said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. 
If you keep your eyes on Jesus, you ain't got no time to see nobody else. You ain't got the time to see Mary, Joe, or Harry doing nothing. You're asking Jesus to keep you near the cross so you're going to hold your cup of life in your hand and keep your eyes on Christ. But no, we wandering all over. We're playing with our smartphones. It was so bad that they showed a video that they exposed the, one of the members sitting joint service. Now, listen to me, mind me, joint service. He was watching a, a porno video joint service on his tablet. Right, joint service. That's because his heart, his soul is nowhere near Christ. He's just there in body to let everybody know he came to church. He ain't right with God. Oh, he's dressed to the teeth, but his heart is far. That's why the scripture said, Jesus said, and then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. People go to their job and get bent out of shape over dumb stuff. Lose their victory over dumb stuff. That's not God's plan. You see, when you put God first, he'll help you through those times. But when you're doing it on your own, he can't help you. You ain't allowing him. How are we going to help you? Let's move on. Let's go to chapter 55 in the book of Isaiah. Chapter 55. And verse 6. And it reads that follow. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. I'll read it one more time. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him. Why he is near. Remember what I just said about the song? Jesus keep me near across. Now look at the verse now. Look at this verse. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he's near. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Now look at this, listen to the song again. Jesus keep me near the cross. Now this is the next part. There's a precious fountain free to all. Now, verse six of chapter 55, Isaiah says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. And then it says, a stream, a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain. Now, on that Calvary's mountain, why would you not want to be near God? Huh? Why would you not want to be near by God? Why would you not want to be near the cross? Jesus said, seek him while he may be found. Call upon him while he's what? Near you. Amen. 
You want to call about why he's what? Man, you. Not when they talk about drawing me nearer. Nearer, blessed Lord. You don't want to withdraw you nearer. You want to be there. Everybody singing, draw me nearer. You ain't had no business leaving the cross. You had no business leaving the cross. You talk about draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord. What is he drawing you near for? You should have never left. Amen. You should have never left. You should have never left. You should have never walked away. You should have never did the opposite of what God's word say. You should have never left. Verse 6 of chapter 55 said, Seek ye the Lord. Now, this is the thing. Listen to this, beloved. And this is true. Nobody knows how many times God's going to deal with them. Nobody knows that. I'm serious. Nobody knows how many times you're going to, he's going to call, call you. The Bible said the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. You don't know how many times God's going to call you. I don't know that. Nobody knows that. You could get cut off. I've heard a story about a man getting cut off. I heard, matter of fact, I heard two stories. One was a byword story, and one was actually from a preacher of something that took place in his service. In one case, the lady wanted to get married. This happened at my church, where I grew up at. The young sister wanted to marry this young man. And he told her, I don't know why I can't get saved. For some reason, I can't get saved. I want to get saved, but I can't get saved. So she went to the pastor and said, Pastor Watch, could you pray for me? Pray for us, pray for us, pray for us. He can't have a problem, get saved. So the pastor went and sought the Lord. And he came back and told her the truth. He said, the Lord said he will not be saved in his lifetime. Was something? The other case is a revival with another pastor. Well done, he passed away. And in a story, he told, he did, a, I think, a three or four night revival. Each night, he did an altar call. The Lord kept talking to, the Lord was dealing with a man. Not nobody else. The Lord told me, give your life to me. Give your life to me. On the fourth night, or the close of the night, he went, he, he went up to the altar. And the Lord spoke to him, not the preacher. He wanted to get saved. Not the preacher. The preacher had nothing to do with this. The Lord spoke to that man and told him, I am not going to save you. You don't come when you want. Do whatever you want. I called you, and you deliberately rejected me. There was nothing holding you back. You deliberately rejected me. I'm not going to save you. That man went running up to the altar screaming. The pastor, the preacher, trying to figure out what in the world is going on with this man. And he told everybody, wait, 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 wait. And the preacher said, what's going on with that man? He said, he's got something to tell you. Now, the preacher thought it was something exciting. God was doing. And he began to testify. I want to tell all you people out there listening to me. I stayed up there in the back of the church for three nights. The Lord kept telling me, come down here and get saved. And I kept telling him, no, do not realize I was talking directly to the Lord. Then when I wanted to come down and get saved tonight, he told me he's never going to save me. I'm lost. He said, y'all better come running. 
Don't wind up like me. That that place was jam-packed with people getting saved that night. I'm not kidding you. Not making another story made up. It's something that really took place. And the preacher had nothing to do with it. He didn't know the man had nothing to do with it. The Lord was speaking to that man directly. I don't know, my God. They had a great work and thing he wanted to do with the man. I don't know the case. I don't, I don't know the case. I don't know the case. I know what one young young man I was trying to talk to. He told me he didn't want to be bothered with God. Went in the bathroom, got blown to bits. It really happened. I'm not making it up. I had no idea that man was. But he was my friend's brother at that. That made him mad. I didn't really say nothing to my friend. It really happened. Somebody threw a grenade in the bathroom and it went off. Not make believe. The guy's dead. Okay? You got to listen to the voice of God when he speaks. That's why this thing about Jesus keep me near the cross is not a joke. You want God to draw you? If you don't box it, the devil can wipe you out then. You need to stay close to this cross. I don't know what's wrong with people today. Y'all got all this religious nonsense. I'll stick with the old path. The Bible said find the old path and dwell therein and walk therein. That's the way I'm going. Seek ye the Lord why he may be found. Call upon him why he is near. Y'all may trash me about my singing. But the words of the song that I'm singing, I'm trying to get you to understand. You need to draw. Ask Jesus to keep you near the cross. Don't wait to ask him to draw you there. It may be too late. Let's move on. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And verse 18. Listen to that. Listen to what Paul had to say. Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 said, For many walk, for many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. I'll read it again. For many of whom I have told you often and tell you even now, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Everybody do not want you to be near the cross of Christ. Amen. Everybody don't want you to seek after God. Some people want you to just to come to their church, get money. Soup you up, but they don't want you to see God because then it's going to be revealed to you what they really are. Everybody say, Lord, Lord, is not to go on to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Everybody saying, Jesus don't know him. And I'm talking about preachers. The Bible said, You'll know them by the fruits that they bear. Learn what real fruits are. Amen. All right. Think about this. You go in a supermarket. I have a relative. She loves to eat fruit all the time. Now, you're not going to psych her when she goes in the supermarket to buy fruit. She knows her fruit better than I do. 
I'm telling you. She knows how to buy watermelon. She knows how to buy uh, pineapple. She knows how to buy uh, grapes. She knows how to buy bananas. The whole list of fruit that she knows how to buy, she knows all the time. Somebody at the uh, uh, um, in the fruit department tells her, "Oh, this is a new watermelon that just came out." That individual will look at them when they retarded. There's no new fruit that comes out. All the fruit been around. There's no new fruit. There's no new watermelon that just came out. There's all type of watermelon all over the world. But for you to tell me there's a new watermelon that just came out on the market, ain't no such thing. It ain't the real thing. It ain't the real thing. For somebody that had not experienced watermelon, and know about watermelon, well, take it. You want me to tell you something I, I found out? With cabbage, with cabbage and uh, uh, lettuce. I'm not gonna say what country does it, but there's some people from a particular country, they was taking plastic and blowing it into uh, cabbage and blowing it into uh, uh, um, uh, uh, lettuce and selling it and they got caught. People were actually buying it and eating it. Can you imagine what it's doing to their system? I'm serious. I'm not making it up. This really happened. You would just have to do some Google and searching to find out who. So I'm not going to tell you. Because the people didn't know those those those, those vegetables and that, that, that they didn't know lettuce and they didn't know uh, cabbage. Because if you know, you're gonna know what that is. You know, you know, cabbage ain't rubber. It ain't gonna be bouncing up and down like a ball. <laughs> uh, unlearned person don't know. A person that hasn't been throughout their life buying cabbage or lettuce won't know. They just went there one time. That's what Jesus says. Oh, my gosh. That's why Jesus said that we should call him while he's there. You need to stay at the cross and ask him to keep your nerd across so you don't be deceived. Amen. The Bible said if it was possible that every very elect of God would be deceived. But if you stay at that cross, you're not going to be deceived. You got to keep your eyes on the master, not on man. People Amen. lift up yes. preachers today, put them on gigantic pedestals, and some of them don't even live right at all. Some of them out there gambling. Some of them got girlfriends here and damn boyfriends. Oh, I don't even want to get to that part. You got to walk with God with a mind to stay with God. Amen. Are y'all ain't listening to me? You got to walk with God with a mind to stay with God. I've had friends backslide. Close friends backslide. I've had friends that I admired backslide. Shocked the fool out of me. And I, Bernard has to be saved for himself. This is a personal journey. I must obtain eternal life for myself, not based on no one else. Oh, uh, y'all ain't listening to me today. You gotta ask Jesus to keep you near the cross. You know what verse, uh, um, verse four of this song says, uh, Jesus keep me near the cross. You know what it says? It says, near the cross, I watch and wait. Hoping and trusting ever. 
It's something you have to do. You got to be near the cross. They're at the cross. You got to watch. You got to wait. You got to be hoping and trusting forever. Till the golden strand just beyond the river. Amen. That means you got to do. Not nobody else. Yeah, it's not a popular message. It's not going to make it jubi, jubi, jubi. But the fact is you need to have Jesus to keep you near the cross, not draw you there. That's why he said, call upon me. I am there. Verse 18 says, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. They offer you all kind of blessing plans. Bless water, bless nails, bless cookies. <laughs> I got some I got some cookies from Jerusalem They baked them with God's anointing Beloved You could go to the candy store And buy you some cookies Okay They got the oil I have some oil right here Okay I pray over the oil Got a little bottle of water They're selling little bottles of water And a small on this For $75 a pop Listen, you could go to your supermarket if you have one where you live. You go get some um, um, olive oil, Goya olive oil, if they have it there, some of the fine uh, virgin oil, and you could just pour it in the bottle, pray over it, and use it in Jesus' name. But they charge you $75 a pop. They claim it's anointed. How do you know it's anointed? <clears throat> They're enemies of the cross. They're enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ because they're out for filthy land and they're out for money and seduction of your mind. You know, the truth doesn't make anybody feel good. It's just the truth. Let's move on. Let's go to James 4 and 8 real quick. We're almost finished. James 4 and 8. James 4 and 8. <clears throat> Listen to what it says. Draw night to God, and he will draw night to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. I'll read it again. Draw night to God, and he will draw night to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. <clears throat> Remember the song? The last verse says, Near the cross, I'll watch and wait, hoping, trusting ever, till I reach the golden strand just beyond the river. You cannot reach there with a double mind. Amen. You cannot reach all across the river of life. With a double mind. It's a draw night to God and he will draw night to you. I'm not talking about you take one step, gotta take two. I take two and gotta take three. Why? Oh, no, 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 no. You draw night to God with a true heart. This is why I'm saying, ask Jesus to keep you near the cross. <laughs> they sing that song good. Some of them quiet. I listen to them. There's a song the Clock Sisters used to sing. Jesus is a love song. I like to listen to it. 
And she said, you can call him anytime. Anytime you can call him. Jesus is a love song. Fall in love with him. We used to sing a song, I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. That's what we used to sing. They don't sing that kind of stuff no more. Everything is a beat, screaming, yelling, kicking, shaking their behinds all over. That's all they're doing now. That ain't gospel. That's waspel. That's waspel. That's not gospel. Gospel music, the truth, this is the truth about gospel music. It's based off the Bible. <clears throat> if you want to tell the truth, gospel music is based off the Bible. <laughs> I know folks don't want to hear that. I'm a psalmist, so I'm giving my words. I'm going to sing my song. That's why it's your song. Gospel music is really based off the Bible. It's written from scriptures in the Bible, and they sing no scriptures. That's gospel music. When they sing a song, I looked up, and he looked down, and we walking together, baby. Whoa! What? No. Ain't no you look up, and he looked down, and we walking together, baby. No, 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 no. No, no. That, no, no. That's, that's, not, that's not in the Bible. <clears throat> Verse 8, I say, James says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your mind. Your hearts, you double-minded. We got to do this. We got to cleanse our hands from corruptionable things. We're so wrapped up in this world. A lot of people will miss the rapture when the church is put away. A lot of people will miss eternal life because they're so wrapped up in this world. They, they, they're singing that song, Draw Me Nearer, of Blessed Lord, when he said, no, you should be kept at my cross. You should always be at that cross because that's your protection. Whenever I, whenever I used to revive it, I always hide me behind the cross of Calvary. I don't want to be seen. Not me. <clears throat> Those squeaky guy. Let Christ be magnified. Let's move on. We just about finished. Let's go to John chapter 14. And verse 23. Now listen to this. This sums up the whole story. John chapter 14, verse 23 says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will come unto him, and make our abide with him. I'll read it again. <clears throat> and Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our bond with him. God wants to hang out with you. Now that's beautiful. But he, Jesus said something unique. If, I-F, 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 
if a man loved me, he's not talking about going to no church building. He's not talking about church membership. Well, I'm a member of Tabernacle. I'm a member of First Presbyterian. I'm a member of Holy Baptist. I'm a member of First Cathedral John. Uh, he's not talking about that. He don't care about that. He said, if a man loves me, listen to this, I'll read it again. And Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will do what? Keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make a bow with him. The Bible said, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep me my, you'll keep my commandments. He turned around and said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say, do. And then he turned around again and said, if my word abide in you. Did you hear that? If my word abide in you. And you and me, you can ask. Oh my goodness. We're so busy trying to get, and we could just ask God for what we need and what we desire. But the whole thing comes down to this, beloved. Do you really want to draw near to God or ask Jesus to keep you going near the cross? Imagine that. Listen to this. Check this out. You're driving down the highway, and all of a sudden, the car coming the wrong way. Which would you like to be in? What position would you like to be in? Which position would you like to be in? Would you like to be in the position you got to start saying, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord. You want to be in a position to ask God to draw you near? I wouldn't. I want to be the God that I, I that Jesus keep me near the cross. So I'm already there. I'm near that cross. And I'm going to look to God to protect me. Amen. But if you're the God that's asking God to draw you to the cross, you might die. I'm not joking. You. We have to really be near the cross. We have to really be near the cross of Christ. Not just take these words of the song that draw me near. Uh, uh, Jesus, keep me near the cross. Excuse me. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There's a precious fountain free to all. Uh, a healing stream flows from Calvary Mountain. And then it goes, verse 3, Nail across, O Lamb of God, bring his sins before me. Help me to walk from day to day with his shadows over me. Nail across, uh, verse 4, Nail across, I watch and wait, hoping, trusting ever, till I reach the golden strand just beyond the river. We need to really, honestly, be near the cross of Calvary. Not asking God to draw us there. It may be too late. You may be listening to this message and you're in that position where you're asking God to draw you nearer. Stop it! And ask God to keep you near the cross of Calvary. Ask God to keep you close to Jesus. Because see, Jesus wants to be close to you. That's the problem. He wants to be close to you, but you got to get close to him. Amen. Talk about draw me near, oh blessed Lord. I ain't waiting for that. I want to be there now. 
If you're listening to this broadcast and don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, this is your moment. This is your second to getting at a cross of Calvary. Bow your head and let's pray and repeat after me a simple prayer. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now. You say, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I call upon you and ask you to save you. Save me. Come into my life right now in Jesus' name. Help me to be near the cross every day, this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, beloved. You can make it if you want to. You can walk with God. You can talk with God. You can live with God every day. It's a one day at a time thing. Listen, visit our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. If you can, leave a prayer request because we will pray for you. Leave a testimony, we will post it. And you could also uh, become a partner, give a love gift to help us stay on the air with the TV broadcast and the podcast. YouTube and stuff, we don't have to pay for that as far as we know. So far. But listen, beloved, walk with God and draw near to Christ. I'll see you Wednesday night for Bible study at 8.15 here. God bless and be encouraged.